Hello, my friends, and welcome to The GoLink Show. My name is Ben Harris, founder of GoLink, a goal-setting community sharing weekly challenges. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to develop and improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every listener to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content on Instagram or Facebook at GoLink Group. The GoLink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and struggle we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and failure play in our lives? We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, I am stoked on this week's episode. It is my friend, Danielle. We met at an event in Salt Lake City called Powerful You, and you are in for one powerful interview. She owns three different businesses, from exercise and health to business coaching and even to jewelry. She's experienced a body trans- body transformation that gave her confidence in business and life. We talk about how to get clear, how to get coherent, Get laser focused in your vision and mission when you run a business and how important that is. We talk about how you can practice self-love. We talk about the stigmas of energy work, how hustle, goals, and self-love all intertwine and how they all relate, and the powerful of four mindful breaths that can change your state of mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Danielle. Danielle, thank you so much for being on the GoLink show. We are recording this via Skype. This is my first interview. So if you hear any type of glitchy things, it's just because of the the interwebs are doing their things, trying to work it out. But I'm stoked to have Danielle on the show. Uh, We have really good content and great questions. I'm excited for her to answer. We'll kind of, through this interview, you'll get to know her. I don't want to give it all away at first. But Danielle, the first question I have for you is, what was your first business? All right. So my first business that I created five years ago was a women's empowerment platform that was really all about fitness. I was on my own journey of really learning how to love myself after spending a lot of my youth not being on my own team. <laughs> I Like most females and males, I think, we just can lose touch with our own magic, our own, what makes Mm -hmm. us us. And that was definitely my experience. So through my own journey of transformation, I started with, with movement and fitness first. And so that was my first business. And I just began offering training plans. I realized that a lot of women were really inspired by my journey. I had done a fitness competition, you know, where you're all oiled up on stage yeah and like the glittery high heels and I mean it was the real deal (laughs) and uh what I found is that a lot of women were motivated by that and so I wanted to give them access to transforming their body and and Mm. so that's what Dragon Fit was um we were just really all about women celebrating their body through movement Okay, interesting. And I have to ask because I was messaging someone on Instagram yesterday and they said that that's what they do. They're, you know, a body, what do you just, what do you call that? Body competitor, body? Fitness competitor, maybe? Fitness competitor. And I was asking her, like, 
what struggles and challenges because that's the question I ask, right? I'm not asking easy ones. And my question, it was just like, when you're looking at your body constantly, like those are the results. Like it's understandable why that is. Like objectively, that's the job. It's the business to make sure your body is as lean and as cut as possible. Mm. And it's easier said than done to just almost treat it like a business. I assume there's some self-esteem struggle that goes into that. Totally. I think people go into it for different reasons. My reason was that I I knew I had this strong body. My muscles were Mm. always, I I was so self-conscious about them. I hated my strength. I hated being a strong, yeah, woman, which is so ridiculous now to me, but I, I needed to prove it to myself. So I didn't, wasn't really looking for validation from anyone else. I really just wanted to have a new relationship with my body. And through that process, that's why I really do still advocate us getting on a routine or a regimen so that we can see what discipline could do for us. Mm-hmm. And so for me, having my body just transform in that way, it was so inspiring to me. And then sh- showing that just like anything, it could be repeated and it could be mm-hmm. Anybody could do it. You just really had to had to want it and had to want it for the right reasons. Well, I like I like that you said watching your body transform gains confidence. And if your body can change, why can't your mind change? Yes. Or your emotions change or spirit change, anything like that, right? Yeah. Okay, that's rad. And since then, you've launched two other businesses. So what are those? Yeah. So since then, I have. Because, I mean, this was the perfect segue. So because I realized that the shift really needed to happen in the mind, I got super interested in our thought processes and our habits and our programming. And I started to study the brain. I started to study the subconscious mind, uh, started yoga, kind of that whole spiritual journey that you hear Mm -hmm. about. And so I, my second kind of offering that I launched was all based around creating experiences for people. So I would host retreats, I would host workshops, uh, coaching, speaking, and this is all based around the practices of meditation and the practices that we hold in our life that are either self-serving or self-sabotaging because you're usually Mm -hmm. on one side of the fence whether that's, you know, how you react to the way someone treats you throughout your day. So my coaching business was really launched around helping others create a lens that they could view their life that was really self-serving and rooted in being on your own team. It's so Mm -hmm. much more than a squat or a push-up, right? So that's like the real deep work uh, that, that I created with this kind of second offering. And then the third offering kind of came out of nowhere and it's a gemstone jewelry business. Uh, we make these really simple, really beautiful gemstone necklaces that give back to the girls empowerment network. Cause my, you know, overall my, my big mission is to get more people just to love themselves, man, mm-hmm. like just, mm-hmm. you know, really love yourself. And especially women, you know, I think men need it too. I've just always gravitated more towards women, but the necklaces kind of just got really popular really fast. And so I'm kind of like riding these waves right now of of these offerings that are going out into the world uh, and really helping people transform. Okay, that's rad. 
let's we'll jump into um, the self-love stones in a second. But through your coaching, I'm curious because since I've launched this podcast and my content, mm-hmm. it's just because I'm paying attention to it now, I think. But I see so many like coaches and life coaches, let me change your life, da da da. So like again, like I'm pretty sure it's just because I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. But how do you gain credibility in that space? Like, did you just start saying, Hey, I'll coach you? Or like how long did it take to get your like were you just kind of putting it out there and then people came to you or how did you get your first customer and how did it build from that? I love this question because mm-hmm. I I knew I wanted to be a coach five years ago before I even started Dragon Fit. And I was lucky enough to have an amazing partner who said, you need to go gain your experience so that you can get clear on what you can help people with. Mm. And so that's why I worked with, I created Dragon Fit where, you know, we impacted one year, the women lost a thousand pounds in there. Through that, like you, I was listening and I was watching and I was hearing these patterns, these recurring ways of thinking and habits that I knew if I had more time with someone, I could shift someone, you know, 500 miles in a one-on-one setting versus five miles in like an e-course or a Mm. video. Mm -hmm. So to me, I took the time to get really clear on what I could help people with and how I could do that. And then I got the results through the first couple of people that I would just kind of throw it out there. Like, let's work together more one-on-one. I got the results and then people know people that also want to feel good. Mm -hmm. So I've been really lucky in that I've been able to just really go a lot off of referrals and people who feel good working with me. And that's the way I coach. Like you said it, a lot of coaches say, I'm going to change your life. I don't Mm -hmm. say that. I say, I'm going to teach you how to change your life. Like, I don't want my clients to need me forever. I want my clients to know that they have the power within them, Mm -hmm. like always within you. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my philosophy around that. Yeah, that's cool. And the, like, do you have a coach or do you, are you, are you your own coach? Oh gosh, I have a coach and I will always have a coach. Yeah. Like, and I almost peed my pants, man, when I paid, (laughs) I mean, it's, I invested in this and, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't ask people to invest in themselves if I'm not investing in myself and it makes me show up bigger when I know that I have my money on the line, right? Like it makes us Mm -hmm. show up. Okay. I love that. And that, I think that's the right answer too. So we didn't, yeah, that was the right answer. And (laughs) so the third business, the most recent one that you felt like was just, you know, nonchalant, maybe not so much of an accident, but didn't care as much about this one as the other two things. Mm-hmm. So self-love stones, what inspired it? Really, I was doing a lot of content, a lot of video content, and I have this brilliant goddess friend in New York City, and she's a business kind of minded lady. And she mm-hmm. goes, you know, everybody wants a piece of you when they or at your workshops, you're not selling anything. I was operating for the first three years of my business, like Mother Teresa, I swear. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I was just doing so much for so little. And she had the idea. She's like, why don't you just make them, make these necklaces? Because I was wearing one all the time. Put some intention in them, write about them, and offer them. And I did it for a tour that I did in North and South Dakota earlier this year. 
uh, we called it the spread the love tour. And I came, I had, oh, cool. I think like, yeah, I think I had like 90 necklaces with me and I ended up selling all of these necklaces and these women That's just awesome. loved them. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, I might really be onto something. And so that's kind of why we branded them separately. They have their own purpose. They have their own mission. And then I just kind of take them along with me when I'm teaching. That's right. Why? Because you're, you're in Texas, right? Yeah. So why North and South Dakota? <laughs> All places. So random. I happen to have a lot of my virtual clients from there, huh. just from referrals and the black heels baby yeah and so i teamed up with a friend up there who uh has a nutrition supplement business and we kind of tag teamed on her contacts we did like a little lady power hour tour in nice. nine different cities in north and south dakota it was pretty cool oh that sounds super cool i love that so yeah like i love that and <laughs> generally speaking how can we practice self-love Gen I mean, it's all about being on your own team, even when you're in your, excuse my language, in your shit, like mm -hmm. knowing that you are going to be in your shit, that things aren't always going to be great. The biggest thing I try and teach people is that any contrast that exists in us, whether it's a negative emotion or judgment towards yourself or you're feeling hard on yourself or you're caught in your emotions, those are all teachers and they're there to teach you how you really desire to feel, which is good. All we want to do is feel good. And so if you can fall back on that, that, oh, I'm hard on myself and I'm comparing myself or I'm jealous because I actually know that I have amazing potential. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all a perspective thing. We learned about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, at, mm -hmm. you know, at the Powerful You experience. It's all about the way you are perceiving yourself and if you can make teeny changes in the way that you treat yourself every single day, we know, we know when we're doing something that's harming us and <laughs> you know, that's self-sabotaging, you know. And so when you start to strengthen your relationship with that inner guide inside of you that's saying, whoa, girl, do you really need another three slices of pizza or something like that, right? Or do mm -hmm. you to text that person do you really need to engage in that conversation when you can have a really solid relationship with that inner piece of you the self-love stuff just starts happening and then you're just on mm -hmm. your team more and more every single day back to yoga i want to know yoga has definitely been getting more popular along with meditation mm -hmm. but what actual like practical differences have you seen? Like what has yoga brought to your life? Okay. I would be talking to all these women, meeting these women and they would say, I'd ask them what they would do. They just look so vibrant and young and their skin looked great. And I just kept hearing yoga. And I was a, I was an athlete, man. I was running Spartan, Spartan races. I was running half marathons. I was bodybuilding. I was not interested in yoga until I stepped on that mat and I always tell people yoga is like eating a slice of humble pie or a confidence cookie and usually mm. both in one practice. And I really got to have a new relationship with my limitations through the practice. So not only did my body change and then I really got more flexible, I'm more open, I'm more focused on my breath, my spine health has changed. But my relationship with my limitations has changed because mm. 
you will notice where you're being hard on yourself in a yoga class when you can't do those crazy poses, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I just started doing like meditation and yoga more recently. And I've noticed that just Mm -hmm. even the breath. That's what I love about it is the focus on breath. And just a few months ago, I was like, how can people breathe and still stretch? You know, and just even just three months of doing it a few times a week and then just doing like 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day now. Mm -hmm. I've noticed like the breath is part of the stretch and it helps so much. It's crazy. I believe or I think there's a stigma around energy healing, stones, and probably even meditation. Mm. So what would you just say to someone who is skeptical around these things? I mean, we get that all the time, you know, and it's nice because it is getting a little more mainstream, right? Like you're seeing some a lot more people talk about it. But I always say if you could just be open to understand that everything is energy, like they can hook up machines and and measure the waves that your heart gives off that that extend far beyond our bodies. They know that now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they know they can put the same thing. They can do the same thing with, with stones, with rocks. They will harvest certain types of gemstones, certain types of stones that are good for anxiety, that have anxiety healing properties. They'll grind them up and put them in pharmaceuticals. So we're really lucky to have such thorough science available to us right now. There's some incredible people doing energy work and healing work. And I always said, you know, I'll, the woo woo never (laughs) interested me until I started having my own experience until I went to a breathwork class and I was able to breathe my way out of a funk I had been in for for a month, Mm. you know? And so if you can just give people an experience with it, then it's that they can be the judge. Yeah. So what challenges or challenge do you face building a business like this? So what, like, tell us like maybe a current struggle you're facing right now. Yeah. So my biggest thing has been, is that I was never a business person, but I also never wanted to work for anyone else. And so I found myself (laughs) in a bit of a predicament. That is a predicament. Yeah. And so I always knew that I wanted to to do something big in the world or impact people or just blaze a path. I always felt that about myself, but being in business is a whole nother beast because you have got to know exactly who you are and exactly what you want to do, especially when you're offering your gifts to the world. Self-love stones is a little different because it's a retail product and I've really been loving learning about retail and wholesale and that whole world. But as far as the coaching and everything goes, my biggest thing is I'm so committed to always remaining in integrity. I never, you know, I think that when we operate from any sort of fear base or scarcity base, especially when we're new in business, it's really easy to lose yourself and lose the soul and the work. And so my thing now is showing up big and standing up for people, knowing that I can help them, but it not seeming like, you know, I'm just another, just another coach trying to get you to to sign up because it's not that. And I know it's not that. So I'm really focused more on these 
personal experiences, uh, leading more public meditations, letting, getting in front of people, you know, because I want them to feel what it's like to be around me and to connect with me. And then, and then you can decide, right? Like just like the stones, mm-hmm. then you get to decide. And so I'm pretty committed to, to showing up big next year, being in a lot of places and just continuing to be somebody that prioritizes holding up the mirror of greatness for other people. Cause it's not my greatness. I'm turning people onto it's, it's their own, it's their own magic. Um, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just sharing what I've learned all of these years. You seem very, you mentioned earlier about getting clear on what you mm-hmm. offer and your vision seems quite coherent. How was that? It's, I know it just didn't happen. Like, no. can you give us a few steps of setbacks or a few key moments of you remembered? Like, how did, how did your vision get so clear? So I think when anybody starts something, they think that they want to help everyone. And that's what I did. When I started Dragon Fit, I wanted to help all women get healthy. And because I didn't want to leave anyone out. And it's okay that you desire that. But what you'll start to realize is that your message isn't for everyone. And that's the work that I had to do. And to be very clear on who you can serve with your magic is super important if you want to grow a brand, a personal brand. So my setbacks were that. I thought I could help everyone and everyone would love me and everyone Mm -hmm. would love my message. And that just wasn't the case. And that's where another layer of loving yourself and being compassionate to yourself has to come in. And because I'm teaching women this, I experience this. You know, I experience everything that I teach. And... I've only been able to get clear through my routines and through my practices, through my meditation practice, through my commitment to going within myself. Once you start to get to a place where it really doesn't matter to me what happens, like I, I really know what exists within myself now, but it's because I've taken the time to, to get quiet and still Mm. I've developed this relationship with my thoughts through my practices that I'm so much more clear on what I'm here to do. And and I think that that gift, that's personal power. Mm. I, like that's, that's not a bicep looking, you know, lean. <laughs> that, that is, you need nothing but, but your own breath, like you said, to know your power. And that is what has helped me get so clear on what I'm here to do. Wow. I love it. Fantastic <laughs> answer. You mentioned your daily routines. What are those? What does it look like morning and or evening or afternoon? Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty fortunate now in this lifestyle design phase that I get to design my days however I want. (laughs) Like, it's really nice. But I really always try and start my day very intentionally. Like if I'm in any sort of funk while I'm laying in my bed, I will sit there and breathe my way out of it. Or I'll listen to some Abraham Hicks. Love it. Love Abraham Hicks. Um, and I'll let her kind of get me into a good state. I always start the day with some sort of movement. I love to dance. I love to run. I love to do yoga. Um, just movement. Just movement. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. no- nothing strict anymore. So after the movement portion, I'll usually bust out a half hot, half cold shower to really get myself 
kind of amped up. I mean, that is such a challenge, but I've really learned to embrace it. And then after that, I'll do my breath work. So I do 10 minutes of breath work every day, followed by 10 minutes of mantra meditation, which is just sitting in silence and letting go of all thought. And then I will journal, write down some really powerful affirmations. I'm really big on journaling. Then I'll start my day. <laughs> so how long was that? So how long is your like morning routine? Usually about an hour. Total. An hour. Mm-hmm. And then... So I want an honest answer. How long is the cold and how long is the hot shower? It depends. I mean, I'll try and go for a couple minutes cold. Jeez. If I have the time, I'll do like a full cold plunge because mm. that, like a cold bath, that's mm. the best. Um, but it takes a lot of effort. They're coming out with easier ways to do it. But if anybody, I recommend people study the work of Wim Hof and what he talks about and teaches about the cold it's it's transformative that's one thing that's changed my life this year Mm, okay i love it and my next question is how do goals hustle and self-love all relate and intertwine because someone might think that it's a dichotomy and that they're unrelated and there might be opposites Mm. but i believe that they can intertwine and relate what are your thoughts on that I believe they can too. And I believe that we are here to set a new example of that. So those that have an attachment to hustle and goals that is very doingness based, like you have to do, you have to do, you have to do. That's a very masculine energy way of looking at goals and hustle. There's a, there's a more fluid and emotional based way of showing up in business that And we all have feminine and masculine energy, right? No matter if you're a man or woman, you can do business. You can hustle. You can create from a place that's much more flowy, that's much more alignment-based versus pressure-based. And so what I'm really concerned with is helping others know that they can create from a place of alignment versus you know, this forcing, grinding type of feeling that really has left a lot of people emotionally numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they can all exist. I mean, I think about yesterday, I did a workshop with 20 or so women in the morning, you know, I was go, go, go getting that thing set up. And then they arrived and then I got to flip the switch and I just got to be, you know, mm-hmm. and so there's, they, they can cohabitate all together. I like cohabitate. And on that same note, how do you push yourself and still practice self-love? Like push yourself to be better every day, but still like really love yourself. Yeah, I just have such a big vision for myself and my life and what I want to create. And I am attracting others that are feel the same. And I don't think it's something that we should be afraid of anymore. And so when I fail, which I do fail, I've just learned to be way compassionate with myself and it's, hey girl, you showed up. And that's literally all we have to do. Learn and when you really are on your own team, I let go of my failures. And and so those can exist in the same place too. It, it's it's just a choice. It's as simple as a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So we've come to the portion in the show in the show where I call it scroll my soul. And uh <laughs> what it means is that I put a note in my phone 
almost every other day about something I've learned from what I've read or listened to or conversations. And I randomly scroll through and then I pick a thought and I ask you to reflect on it and what it means to you. Yeah. So the thought for you is this, this is what I wrote down, how you love and treat yourself is how you teach others to love you. Mm. So how you love and treat yourself is how you teach others to love you. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's true. It's 100% true. I think that we were for a long time shown that happiness and love exists outside of us. Mm. And when you can start having little glimpses of your own magic that needs nothing else, that doesn't need the purse, that doesn't need the promotion, that doesn't need the trip, that just needs to be exactly as you are, it's magnetic. And I've shown it in my life. I know so many people have. And that's when you really will start attracting the more love, more opportunity, Mm -hmm. more, more goodness, right? We all know people who live in a negative headspace and almost always are attracting more negativity. So what could the other side of the coin do? More beauty could come into your life, more love when you're choosing that for yourself, when you're directing it inwards towards yourself, first and foremost. I love it. Um, (laughs) Really, really spot on answers. Like you've given me a lot to think about. So thank you. Um, All right. Any last tips or advice just to the community in general? Like what would you say and your parting wisdom? Ooh, I would just say for those that are listening, you're here because you obviously are interested and you have a vision and you want to grow yourself as an individual. And what I know most about growth is that we have the power to change our state. And so the little the little gift I would give you is four, four mindful breaths is all mm-hmm. it takes to change your state. So even after listening to this, if you're feeling overwhelmed before you're about to go into a big meeting with your kids, this works with it, you know, with a partner to do this with a partner, I bet you guys are going to be making out after it because <laughs> it is so good just to sit mm-hmm. and breathe together. Do you want to close with four four mindful breaths? Yo, I love this. Let's totally do it. <laughs> yeah. So all you got to do, you just take a big breath in through your nose. And then you just slowly let it go. And you can do it again. And let it go. Filling up with air. Letting it go. And last time, breathing in. Letting it all go. Yes, I feel much better. All right, I will now float away. And (laughs) four breaths. (laughs) Four breaths. All right. Well, Danielle, thank you. This was this was awesome. Really, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy self-made schedule to hop on the show. Yeah, of course. I love what you're doing and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. 
This week's challenge is inspired by Self Love Stones, which is Danielle's own company. It's jewelry handmade by women supporting women. Your challenge is to write one thing down that you love about yourself every day. Small or large, show yourself some love this week. Write one thing down every day. And once you do that, there are a few ways you can report back once you complete the challenge. You can post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag GoalLinkChallenge. Comment on this episode's specific post on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a private message or use the GoalLink hotline. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. Thank you again for tuning in this week. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Goaling Group. Do the challenges. We want to know. We want to hear from you of how they're going. My name is Ben. This has been The Goaling Show.